0: In the decade of the 1970s, even the great hero Superman was not spared the ravages of money-hungry producers. In these times of fear and confusion, the job of bringing him to screen was the responsibility of Richard Donner, a popular American director whose demand for verisimilitude had become a symbol of hope for fans of Superman.
1: Welcome to episode 119 of the Man of Screen podcast. I am your host, Mike Zumo, and in this episode, I'm going to complete my coverage of Superman the movie. I'm going to be welcoming my friend Tom Benya in the next segment, and we're going to talk about the extended cut of Superman the movie. In the previous four episodes, I've gone over the film in its entirety with my multitude of guests. So there's no reason to go through the movie again completely. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, you know, our own experiences with the extended cut and how they kind of intertwine with each other as, you know, Tom and I have a... do have a shared history with the uh, three-hour version of the film. And believe it or not, his experience with the cut goes deeper than mine does. I actually got the version I had way back when from him all those years ago when I was in high school. So... We're going to uh, shoot the breeze about that, talk a little bit about how our shared fandom of Superman really fueled our, uh, really helped us build our friendship over the past 25 years or so. So you have that to look forward to. It should be an interesting discussion. I hope you'll enjoy it. It's not going, like I said, it's not going to be the detailed Superman the movie coverage of the past four episodes, but it's kind of an epilogue, so to speak, of uh, my coverage of Superman the movie. And I mentioned last week about my eventual move that's going to put the podcast on hiatus. I mentioned last week that I hope to be back in earnest by uh the new year i still hope that i will be but you know as uh, as with everything else i can't give any guarantees but my plan is to be back with weekly episodes starting the first of the year if anything changes make sure you make sure you uh join the facebook group because that seems to be where i do most of my updates i don't really i remember to do twitter for show postings but i don't Always remember to update the Twitter feed. Maybe I will, in the new year, one of my resolutions will be to uh, do as much on the Twitter as I do on the uh, in the Facebook group. I'm more of a Facebook user than a Twitter user. That's why you see more of my, for those of you who are in the Facebook group, there's about 62 of you as I recall. That's why you see more musings from me in the Facebook group is I really have not taken to Twitter as a place to air my thoughts. I use it more as a, a place to post the shows. Maybe I should use it more to air my thoughts. I don't know one uh it just seems though one social media platform is enough for me before i get into my discussion with tom i have some feedback to address i have email from dave mcilveney dave is writing in on probably episode 107 or 108 i didn't put the uh number in this uh in my notes for some reason but Generally, the feedback is about 11 episodes behind, so I'm going to say this is episode 108 that Dave is writing in on, and Dave writes, Greetings, Mike. I'm enjoying the Challenge of the Super Friends episodes with the Legion of Doom, but I think I have to agree with you that it might have been better to expand these and lose the new Super Friends episodes. More time for Challenge would have given more time for the villains to plot, and more time for the heroes to defeat them. The Battle at Earth's Core was a family-standard, strange-underground world story, with the usual inspiration from Jules Verne, but we did get the intriguing development of Batman using the Bat-Radar to boost Aquaman's telepathy. It seems that the writers don't always have a clear understanding of Aquaman's powers. There's no reason it should help him communicate with other people rather than sea creatures, and it's certainly no reason that it, it would interact with radar, but I guess that's quote-unquote, comic book science. In The World's Deadliest Game, we have one of the Legion of Doom's convoluted schemes to read themselves of the Super Friends, or at least some of them, while extorting money from the nations of the world. Some questions arise that I don't think are fully addressed at any point in the series. With space-faring villains like Brainiac and Sinestro, somewhat intellectually challenged villains like Solomon, Grundy, and Bizarro, and a super-advanced gorilla like Grodd, why are they so fixated on money, particularly the money of Earth's humans? With arguably some of the most intelligent villains on Earth and beyond, including Luthor, Brainiac, and Grodd, shouldn't they have better evil schemes than they usually do? <laughs> Even with those questions, though, I really do enjoy seeing so many of the classic villains. On that note, that you commented that the Toyman doesn't look anything like the classic Toyman Winslow shot. That's because the Toyman shown in these episodes is the, is the second Toyman, Jack Nimble, who took the name Toyman for a short time in the Bronze Age. And Dave uh, provided a link to... Uh, the DC Wiki's uh, entry on uh, Jack Nimble of Earth One. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Sinbad and the Space Pirates is a great title. I can imagine a low-budget sci-fi movie in the 70s or 80s by that title, but just an okay story here. The Time Trap was a decent time-travel episode, and I did like the idea that Aquaman could bury his signal device where the Hall of Justice would be 70 million years, plus 1,978 years and 250 days in the future, and set it to go off at that point. I love how exact he is. He could have just said it for any time after the Hall of Justice was built, and it should still have the desired effect of letting the Super Friends know when he's stranded so they can come rescue him. Despite the nitpicking, I really did enjoy these episodes, especially the challenge ones with the Legion of Doom. Live long and prosper, Dave. Now, as always, Dave, thank you for writing in. I uh, do have a couple of comments on your email and none of those comments really have anything to do with aquaman's telepathy as i kind of agree that they kind of just used aquaman for kind of whatever they needed him to hooking him up to the bat radar was kind of strange and as far as his questions go with the uh, world's deadliest game and the legion of doom's convoluted schemes to rid themselves of the super friends and extorting money one of his questions was why would uh, brainiac and sinestro and the and Brendan and Bizarro be so fixated on money particularly Earth's humans there is no answer to that that is just kind of a trope you know it's funny that Dave's question kind of reminds me of uh I think it's Batman Superman public enemies when it, just, it seems as though every villain in the DC universe is coming after Superman and Batman at the uh, behest of President Lex Luthor and one of them is Mongol and Superman asks him that very question what does Earth money mean to Mongol and spoiler for a movie that's at least 10 years old. Maybe a little bit less, but, but the story that it's based on is at least 15 years old. He's being controlled by, by Gorilla so They really have no... No, he really has no use for money. And it's shown there that he doesn't. And I agree there's no real reason for any of those villains to even be a part of this, but you know what? That's the kind of the roster that was chosen and kind of have to go with it. You have to uh, suspend your disbelief a little extra for uh, some of those villains. And as far as having better evil schemes, I do believe one of the tropes of cartoons in the 80s and the late 70s and the 80s is for the villains to be basically incompetent. And even without interference, they would undo themselves, and that would cause them to uh, lose. Thundercats, as I recall, was particularly notorious for this, where honestly the Thundercats didn't have to leave Cat's Lair because Mumra and the mutants, due to their own inability to get their shit together would basically foil themselves. But like I said, I think as far as cartoons in the late 70s and going into the 80s, the villains were not allowed to look too competent and not allowed to really pose that much of a threat to the heroes. And uh, thank you, Dave, for correcting me on the Toy Man. I'll be sure to put your note up in the show notes. But there is one thing I want to respond to, Dave, and that's your comment on Aquaman's uh, time travel trick. And... I'm gonna pick your nit right back at you here because you mentioned that why did Aquaman have to be so exact? And no, he could not have just set it for any time after the Hall of Justice was built because if he did, it was po- and he's wrong. It's possible that he would set off the device before he disappeared. And it'd be, I think it'd be a little awkward if a distress signal from Aquaman kind of came through with Aquaman standing there. So he'd have to at least set it with enough time to for himself to disappear into the past. And he doesn't necessarily want it to go off too far after he disappeared, because I'm not sure, even though a very little time would pass for him in the past, he doesn't necessarily want to be missing from the present for all that long, so I do believe that Aquaman did need to be that exact in order to kind of get the rescue when he wanted to be rescued what I'm not sure is how he knew exactly when in time he was I mean it seemed like he knew pretty much what day and what year he was in so that I'm not necessarily sure about And uh, it's kind of funny that this letter comes up this week, because in last week's episode with uh, Gene Hendricks and Scott Gardner, we talked about how easy it is for uh, Superman in the comics and in this show to travel through time, where he basically just picks up everybody who's stranded in the past and goes and gets them. And Aquaman's time trick was uh, referenced, I think it was by Gene, so it's really cool that this particular letter is coming up now, a week later. So, as always, thank you, Dave, for writing in. Now I'm going to take a quick break, play a podcast promo, and then I'm going to come back with Tom Benya, and we're going to discuss the Superman the Movie Extended Cut. Hang around, folks.
2: Take the Earth's mightiest heroes, each an invincible champion of justice, and band them together to assemble the legendary Justice League of America for 261 issues and three annuals. The DC Universe was defended from threats on Earth and beyond by this legendary team, operating from a cave in Happy Harbor to a satellite orbiting 22,300 miles above the Earth to uh, Detroit. Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast, will follow the league through all their evolutions. Please join your host, Mike Peacock, as I seek to cover all of the issues of the classic pre-crisis Justice League of America series. Through the magic of the JLA Transporter, each issue will be randomized, with special episodes covering a complete story arc if needed. Along with the issue coverage, we shall also look at what the then-current members of the Justice League were up to in solo appearances and other comics for the JLA Cover Month issue. So do not hesitate to activate your JLA signal device for Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast, on classicjla.podbean.com or by subscribing through iTunes.
3: You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than twenty-five cents for the issue. Forget about four-dollar new comics that you can read in four minutes or crossover events that can cost a hundred bucks to collect. Join me in the quarter bin where even bad comics are a bargain and good ones are a steal. The Quarter Bin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relatively geeky blogspot or search Relatively Geeky or Quarter Bin Podcast on iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every Hemi.
0: Alright, welcome back, folks, and here we are on part five of Superman the Movie Month, and this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, extended uh, edition of Superman the Movie. If you'll remember uh, last year when this was announced, I did a Man of Screen Extra on basically previewing uh, this uh, version of the movie, what I expected to see, what I expected to, uh, what I hoped, what I wanted, what I didn't want, and now, I kind of held off on talking about it then because I was waiting for now. And I've, as you've gotten used to on the previous four episodes, I've uh, dragged somebody else down uh, memory lane with me here. I've got my oldest friend, at least oldest friend that I still talk to, and when I say oldest, I mean longest, longest in time, not oldest, oldest. <laughs> that, that's probably Bob Fisher. He's a year younger than my dad, so I've got uh, got my uh, old friend Tom, Tom Benya with me. Say hello, Tom.
3: How you doing, guys?
0: I half expected you to say oh, hello, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you a little, little bit of history here. Tom and I go back a long way. So, was it, 7th grade? Yep. Mr. Green's social studies class. Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I what I say when I think back on that class. Oh, yeah, him and his little heartbreakers. wonder if he's still alive. Uh, as far as I know, he is. I, I, really tried, still... I really tried to feel sorry for him two years ago when uh, his house burned to the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I was only able to feel sorry for him a little bit. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, God. And I guess he was... if you remember, all of your notebooks had to be written in the
3: same color. And uh, listening to uh, Kenny G during uh, social studies tests. Was it Kenny G?
0: He might have been.
3: What the hell is that one uh, when a man loves a woman? Yeah. No no no, I am I'm,
0: I'm not well uh versed in my uh, sappy music. Not not really uh my thing, but yeah, that's how far back we go. We go all the way back to seventh grade. Seventh grade. and that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. I moved I moved up there in nineteen
3: ninety two. So so did I. I moved I moved to July and then you came. December. August. December. December.
0: Yeah. And, and and you never know, actually that as far as we go, that might have been it. You know, I was thinking about this last night. Superman might be the reason that we've become such good friends. Oh, yeah, because they came out with Lois and Clark. And, uh, yeah, we started talking about that, and, uh, because, because I don't know, because I know we didn't have any classes together the next year in eighth grade. No. So, we were on a class trip or something. I
3: think we were in gym. Mm-hmm. I think it was gym. We had gym class. I think that was it.
0: Yeah, I just, over, I think it was, I overheard you telling a joke from a Lois and Clark episode, and, uh, and...
3: Yeah, we we discussed this on the other
0: one. Yeah. And the, the rest
3: is history. We, uh... Uh, what was the uh, Lex Luthor joke? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there, sir?
2: Superman. Superman who? Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's very droll, sir. And, uh,
0: that was it. We, uh... It was pretty religiously through the uh, end of the show that we, uh... One of us would call, yeah, call the other after, after the Lois and Clark was over, and... Yeah, we did technically podcast, but, without. Well. Yeah, we didn't record... We didn't record it. Of course, we didn't have the means to do so on
3: our landlines. Landlines and uh, AOL dial-up. I didn't even Windows 3.1. 3. I didn't
0: even have a computer in my house in tenth grade, so that would have been.
3: I had. I had the. I didn't have the internet. I had the computer, but it was Windows three point one with no internet. I had to, Had to deal with just whatever games I could get on disk. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, so there, there was that. I didn't have a computer in my house until 10th grade. I know that. That's when it arrived. And no, there was obviously there was no podcast, no no Skype, no nothing. But we would basically do this. We would talk for an hour or so about the episode and about... You wa- while were you watching? No, it was usually right after it ended.
3: Yeah, and then I'd usually be watching it again when I'm talking to you.
0: Uh, oh, you, oh, you oh, you were? I See, I wasn't. I didn't start... I don't think I started recording them all until season two. And that's because well, yeah, you had, you had the screwed
3: up, or you had the your uh, VCR like recorded in like different colors. Yeah, <laughs> at
0: least
3: the, I had a, at least the first, at least the first couple episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Yeah, there was uh, black and white, and uh, for some reason the color didn't transfer onto the tape properly, and uh, that was just all screwed up. But that was that was the beginning, and uh, so the uh, longer cut of Superman the movie. Tom, what is... uh, I I don't think I actually know this. What is your history with uh, this movie? Do you remember the first
3: time you saw it? Well, because my dad had recorded it, and I remember I used to always be upset when I'd watch the the movie. The actual movie. The actual, yeah. And, you know, knowing that there were scenes always taken out, it's not a, It's not like a normal movie where you know it's you know like, clip here, clip there. It's an actual thirty minutes of extra footage, or more. You might actually. Oh was the original? Oh, uh, what this version's what three? I think three and a half. Yeah do
0: you, do you actually do you actually have the Blu-ray?
3: Uh,
0: the have, you, of have, this have you have you seen the version that was released a year or so like ago? No. Okay, that's okay. You you've, you've pretty much seen it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because I was always upset that they put the uh, the deleted oh it was Superman the extended cut, but it it really wasn't. They just put the deleted scenes onto the you know special features.
0: Right. That was what they did originally. I believe they did make an an extended cut of the uh, a director's cut, not really an extended cut, a director's cut, which added some of the things that back, back in.
3: So yeah, but not all. Not of them.
0: all of it. So your first, so your first exposure to the movie was the longer version.
3: Yes, and it was you know always disappointing when I watch the uh, original version and it was always cut. It's kind of always the rip. Yeah, and I and I had the only copy around. Nobody else ever had that copy that I knew of. I didn't have it. No, you got it from. Yeah, me. I don't even think I knew of it at that time. I
0: knew that there was a longer that there was a longer version of the second one out there. Yeah, I always, uh, if, if you see the, conc- right, the Concord. Right, the That's what everybody kind of associates with the longer version of Superman, too. I what I find interesting, that is, the way you look at the movie is the opposite from everybody else right now. <laughs> because, especially a lot of the people I know who are older than us, they all know the, obviously they saw the original, the theatrical version first. And yeah. there wasn't anything else until... They came out with the... the until the TV, no, until the TV cut came out. I don't. Because as far as uh, what I what I've heard about the TV cut and what I've read up about it is basically the producers of Superman made a deal with ABC where they charged ABC by the minute of the movie. So these guys basically went and looked for every piece of footage they could find and shoved it back into the movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and well, my f- my favorite scene from this version was always uh, after he saved Lois and Jimmy. You know, at the end, and he fly back to go. You know, be pretty much from the time he saved Lois and Jimmy to the time he flew Lex Luthor into the uh, prison. Right. He has to go back to uh, get Lex Luthor. Yeah, and he saves uh, Miss Tessbacher from being eaten by the lions.
0: Yeah. Or whatever.
3: The,
2: whatever was under there. <laughs> yeah. Miss <laughs> <Chris, Chris, okay. laughs>
3: Marker,
0: your mother love. Of course, which begs the question, why did she hang around?
3: Because uh, she was stupid. Yeah, well, That's why she, she wasn't around in the fourth one.
0: Well, no, she wasn't around in the fourth one because they didn't cast her. Well, oh, yeah. But yeah, so having to have that scene, it requires you to have the other one earlier in the film, where where, yeah, where Otis has to, could... has to feed the babies. Yes. Yeah. Which... So you get an idea, because he, I don't remember what it was, he was loading down some kind of, was it a full animal, or half of an animal, or, or something? But you could tell Otis wanted yeah. no part of his stuff. It was something like that, right? Yeah, it was like a big piece of yeah, or something like that. And, uh, and they ate it while uh, Lex was, uh, was 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 playing on his piano. You know, a yeah. little, uh, little tune to go along with dinner there. So, so, like I said, it's interesting that from your perspective is when you watch the theatrical cut that stuff was taken out. Because most people say, well,
3: stuff was added in. Oh well, yeah, because well, I thought that, you know, the version that I was watching was the movie. And then when you'd watch it on TV, you know, back then they cut out a lot of crap. Right. I didn't realize that it was an actual the TV version. Well,
0: it was somewhat so uh, overblown. Well, I, I, well, they, they yeah. did it so I think ABC could air it over two nights, which makes sense, you know. You, you put three hours of the TV in, you can spread that over a couple of uh, three-hour blocks with commercials. So it probably wasn't a bad deal for whoever made it to to make that deal. You get the commercials for two nights instead of just one. And I will say this, though. Having watched th- this version, the version you had didn't have everything.
3: Very mm, close. It
0: was, it was close, but I mean... It, it it didn't have the scene where he goes back to the fortress after the first night.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I had seen that version. It
0: didn't have that.
3: That was actually yeah, yeah. Because he goes to give her, you know ask Jarrell for a hug. Yeah, yeah. Basically,
0: he goes and asks uh, asks his father with no or with
3: no arms for a hug. Yeah, he tells you know he tells him you know you got to keep your secret identity.
0: Right. And your version cut cut out the interview with the Indian chief. Did it? It did. And the only reason I remember this is because when when, when I took the copy of the movie, when I made a copy of the movie for myself, I paused your version, went, went and got my version, the, the theatrical code of the movie, stuck that in there, recorded the conversation with the Indian chief. And
3: then continued my version. And
0: then continued your version. <laughs> so, here we go. Here we are, 12 or 13 years old, maybe even 14. I'm doing fan edits. <laughs>
3: Did you, yeah. Well, we didn't really, we didn't even know about the version of him going back to uh, the fortress until recently when they put that in well, there. Right
0: when they made the director's cut in
3: 2000. Now if the, they added it in, well,
0: it's in the extended cut on the Blu-ray. So if they, I don't know how they made this uh, the version they put out to the Blu-ray, and I don't know anything about the original ABC cut from years ago. I mean, the cut you had might have been a little bit different. So I don't remember what channel you recorded it on. It was recorded off of.
3: It had to have been either ABC or uh,
0: WPIX. Right. The channel. 11. It's one of those two. I remember. I I eventually recorded the longer version of Superman three and four. Yeah, believe it or not, there were more of those movies too. And uh, well,
3: I remember. Well, I remember four was actually two movies, uh, and I was
0: well, it was wasn't two movies. It was a, it was a two hours and
3: fifteen minutes. Well no, wasn't there like a, another bad another villain in the beginning? Well there
0: were two there were two nuclear.
3: Then. Yeah, but they cut one out. And with good reason. I've seen some of that Whoa. footage, it was pretty awful. Well, so was the version they came
0: out with. Yeah, they were yeah, well, there was no save in that. The extended footage just shows there was no save in that movie.
3: Solkine actually comes out and says that uh three did not kill the franchise, four killed the franchise along with Supergirl.
0: Well, the Salkinds didn't do four.
3: Well, yeah, because they only did the fir- one, two, three, and then Supergirl and the Superboy series. Well, yeah, the Superboy series, which you'll be getting up to pretty soon, I believe. Which, which I actually liked, but
0: I think the Salkinds, the Saltines had lost the rights to Superman somehow after after Supergirl. So yeah, but yeah, I would say yeah, the, the fourth one with the death. Now you know, I have a lot of affinity for, for the
3: third one. But... Well. They had to put, you know, they made it more of a comedy by putting Richard Pryor into it. And if you read some of the stuff they wanted to do with the first
0: two films, that's what they wanted to do originally. Yeah. Until Richard Donner got a hold of it and said, "No, no, no, we're doing, we're doing this my way." So, so yeah, I if they so if they made the uh, what they released as the extended cut from the original ABC version that had everything, then uh, I guess people saw the fortress scene way back when. <laughs> And I didn't see it until they released the director's cut, and I believe it was 2000, 2001. So, but it was it was nice to officially see. I will say this: it was nice to officially see some of the stuff from that movie because a lot of it, a lot of the good stuff, does make it into the director's cut. Yeah. The what I've noticed the problem with, with the long version is there's a lot of just long shots of people walking around and. Hey, like how many minutes do we need to spend on Lomax Lane looking for a castage? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, uh, never, oh, uh... because I, I just watched the, the ending of it last night, or actually before we got on, and oh boy, they, they do drag some some stuff out, and there are a few oh. things that I wish were left in the original movie because the one scene I like that I wish they kept in the theatrical cut is the scene where the missile goes around him, oh, because you know I was there as a kid, I know where I know where Metropolis is, I grew I grew up in Metropolis, so did you. Yeah. And uh, so I knew a little bit about geography. The Daily Planet, right. the daily planet was the uh, Daily News. Right, it was. And they didn't make any attempt to hide that metropolis was New York City. Oh, no, they didn't. So, Not at all. So, I, like I said, I knew my geography, even as a kid. I knew where California was. I knew where New York was. I knew where Kansas was. Right. I couldn't figure out how that missile got around Superman, how Superman got behind the missile. I sit there and wonder, why is he following
3: me? Well, I guess it never, I guess it never said that, uh, like, where it took off from.
0: Well, if you look at the map in, uh, that, look, who's watching the missile in, it looks like the Midwest. Oh, yeah, he was flying over, like... Like farmland and Oklahoma. mountains. Yeah, Oklahoma. Or, yeah. I mean, you see, you see that scene of him of uh, the missile going around him, you know what, that makes a little bit of sense.
3: Well, yeah, because, yeah, he stopped the one going to Jersey. Yeah. So he should have been, you know, he should have hit it dead on. Right. He, he, he
0: should have. That would have saved a bunch of problems. Right. Well, and obviously he could. the movie couldn't have him save a bunch of problems. So so the, the only clue we get in the original version of the movie is uh, Cliff from Cheers. telling us that the missile can avoid anything. And yes, that is uh, John Ratzenberger, one of the. Uh, Actors from Cheers. Yeah. One of the, yeah Cliff the Mailman, man, he's one of the uh, guys in the control room uh, for the missile. Although there was some comedy bit that I liked seeing put back in. I even think this was put back in the director's cut where they say it's going for New Jersey and uh, some guy says, what the hell is in New Jersey? You just see this other guy just kind of shrug his shoulders with this confused look on his face like, I don't know. <laughs> well,
3: that's because we don't like New
0: Jersey. Also, I don't think anybody likes New Jersey, except for people who are from New Jersey.
3: <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry,
0: Gene Hendricks, Rob Kelly. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> And all the guys that I know are that are probably listening because uh, I know Gene is listening because Gene listens to every uh, show on the network. At I'm trying, just trying to think what other uh, just some some things I noticed uh, that got brought forward into the, uh, the longer version of the movie is the, the executioner from Krypton who's going to oh yeah
3: judge to go into and yeah and uh, the uh, you know planet starts uh, falling apart around him yeah <laughs> and then he gets uh, you Just, can see his
0: eyes. Yeah. Yeah. did a lot of
3: stuff. He comes to, he comes to rat out that uh, a lot of. Uh, I forgot what the hell the phrase was. That Juro was using a lot of uh Oh,
0: power. yeah,
3: a lot of energy. He uh, used up his electricity quarter for the
0: day. <laughs> but, yeah. Th- you know I mean, I can see. Hey, Juro kept his promise. He did. He
3: didn't- him in his wife. Not he leave. did not leave. He didn't say anything
0: and he, he nor his wife left. He said nothing about launching <laughs> his kid into space. But I, I guess that was implied. <laughs> but, you, know, but, you know, some of the things that are not in the cut, I can see why they they were cut out. I mean, I mean, where did that thing with the executioner really go? Goes nowhere. And let's try to think some other things. I mean, do we really need a mock hand for...
3: Well, they, they did take out um, part of the uh, council
0: yeah,
3: they did. They, they, short, uh,
0: they shortened theatrical it. Theatrical parts. Yeah, they shortened it. They definitely shortened it. But again, I'm not sure they took out
3: anything we needed. No, just pretty much jabbering about, you know, they thought he was wrong. Right. Which, you know, a planet shifting his orbit. Uh, no, that's
0: nothing to sneeze at.
3: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> going to happen. Like, well, well, it's your conclusion that we, uh, we don't agree on. It's like, uh, uh, and. and Planet shifting its orbit—that should not happen.
0: Right well, even even if it does happen, it's going to bring major ecological changes. Which conclusion did they find unsupportable? That the conclusion they were they were going to blow up.
3: Well, they were pretty much that close to their sun. Yeah, which I don't really find a a planet that was made of ice being so close to a the sun. They should have been barbecued.
0: Yeah, so that that was all along there. Let's See what I'm trying to think. Did you know now the question was: Did the actual star explode or just the planet? No, if you watch the movie, the star. Yeah. And, it, and it was a long time before I noticed this. It might have even everything. Exploded. It might have even been when I saw for the movie for the first time in high definition that I noticed the, the little globe on the bottom right of the star, and the, and that's Krypton, Man. and the sun explodes and takes the planet with it, which is a major change. Because normally it's just the planet.
3: Well, you would think that the the planet was going into the sun and then exploded.
2: Right, and and
0: that was a lot of what what happened in previous versions too, that Krypton was being drawn toward the sun, and the pressure would blow the planet apart. But, you know, I guess you could say they weren't wrong, because the sun exploded first. It just took them with it. Anyway, you know, you look at those people, you know what? It's a Krypton. You were were glad it exploded.
3: Which, if you... If you uh, look on uh well, I think it has it on Netflix, uh Ten Ways the World's Gonna End. It actually has a part uh one episode where the sun where the earth is going into the sun. Right.
0: Gravity would pull us. And I haven't I haven't watched that. Maybe one day when I feel find that I'm in too good of a mood. I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put that on it and depress myself.
3: They got they got the atomic bomb going off. They got uh, we're, the Earth going into the sun, the Earth going into a black hole, uh, aliens attacking, uh, the ice caps melting, which <laughs> Trump still says is uh, a lie. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> Trump says
0: evidence is a lie,
3: so... Well, that's the thing about me b- being here. My internet really sucks, so I barely know, like, what the hell is going on.
0: Oh, really? that's, that's helpful. Yeah. That is, that is helpful. But, yeah, so that is one of... So one of the ways we can go is the sun exploding. So that is definitely uh, something to uh, well, keep in mind. I'm sure our sun would have to go uh, red first.
3: Unless it gets eaten by a giant space dragon or something. Oh yeah, true. Another uh, or another star exploding and collapsing into ours or something. Yeah, so like I, that, I guess. I
0: don't think we're going to be here for these events, so it's not really going to matter.
3: <laughs> yeah. At least I hope not. I don't plan to be here
0: for the sun exploding for giant, well, maybe I'd like to be around for giant space dragons. But,
3: uh, no, nah, I definitely don't want to be here for Supernova. Alien, alien space dragons. <laughs> I guess that's why we need the Space Force.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's going to, Space Force is going to save us all. <laughs> you know, speaking of the Space Force, you know, before I got to, uh, to this version, I've been covering the Super Friends cartoons. These the first three seasons, and... You know, in, 19, in the nineteen seventies, NASA can track things to interstellar space, and uh, they can follow. They can send people after spaceships. Like, they'll they'll call up and say the aliens are attacking the planet. You know, very calm about these things, as if it's just another Thursday. <laughs> like no, I don't... this is what now we're in the seventies. Yeah, then when those characters were made, it was in the seventies, and they're very calm about these things. Well, they have the super friends. They do. You know, everyone says, you know, oh, it'd be cool to live in a world with superheroes. I'm thinking, no. I don't think I want to live in a world where these things are normal.
3: <laughs> eh, I think I'd rather uh, have a cal L on, on Earth than most of the other uh, super yeah, friends. Yeah, but you, never,
0: you, never, you, you don't want a Doom thing to punch Cal L into you. You know, while, while, oh, you're, no. while you're waiting for the bus.
3: <laughs> or not, uh... Well,
0: yeah, his name is Nod, right? Yeah, Nod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he had to get out of the Empire State Building at some point. Next fire had to have fallen again. <laughs> it's probably landed on that poor guy with the taxi. whose taxi was taken a beating the whole movie.
3: Or the uh, bus, or the uh, cart, or the truck full of cigarettes.
0: Yeah, or something, or the, or
3: the Coca-Cola signs. Well, the Coca-Cola sign got demolished.
0: And uh, speaking of product placements. One of the things they cut out of the theatrical cut was a two-minute scene of Ma Kent trying to wake Clark up. Yeah, I, I mean... It's like, you you can see why some of these scenes were cut out, right? Well, of course, but,
3: you know, I mean, she was making breakfast.
0: All the while, she's keeping, she's carrying a big box of Cheerios and keeping it in frame. Because General Mills paid a lot for that. But uh, <laughs> that's spot that didn't make it into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: Well, just like Gerald or uh, Marlon Brando got paid, you know, a shit ton of money for uh, a four hour uh, film job. I,
0: I actually, I think he was
3: there for three days. Three days? Three days. Because
0: one of, one of the stories I heard is uh, that the woman who plays his mother, you know, Lara doesn't have any lines in this movie. And no. the actress was kind of put out by that. And she asked, and they kind of said, well, we've got Marlon Brando here for paying him $11 million, which is a lot of money in 1978. Paying him a lot, yeah. a lot of money for uh, three days of work, yeah, he's gonna get all the lines.
3: But they made up for it in the second movie. They cut Marlon Brando out and put her in.
0: Yeah, I don't think that was. Uh,
3: she was far cheaper than Marlon Brando. Well, Marlon Brando already filmed scenes. Oh
0: yeah, his scenes were already done.
3: What well, I'm saying. Superman Two was another. You look, uh, at, you look at the Donna version of Superman Two. He did all those scenes. Yeah, you know, in those three days. They just cut it out. Yeah. And made her do it.
0: Well, yeah, she came back and uh she they had to pay her a lot less money and uh and she came back and did it. I still prefer to have Randall there but then they paid her to come back for the third movie
3: or the fourth movie.
0: Yeah, to do to do a little bit of voiceover. Which I
3: guess Donner which I guess Donner's version uh Well Donner didn't do the fourth movie. Well no, but you know, they didn't use the Fortress again until the fourth movie. No. Whereas Donner's version he destroyed the uh, by just looking at it but well, he put the heat.
0: well that and if you watch the Donner cut he does And even the TV cut shows this he destroyed the
3: fortress with his heat vision uh after the move oh yeah but no he, he did it show heat vision I just I'm pretty sure it was just he just like stared at it or maybe they didn't have the uh, the resources to make heat vision since it was a uh, added scene
0: it was a, it was an added scene that probably wasn't finished I will say this. It, a lot of the scenes at least looks finished. None of the scenes that are added into the extended cut look unfinished. You know, it's just like extra stuff like, uh, like Superman giving the girl uh, who's carrying up a tree a lecture about people, about people being scared of heights.
3: <laughs> that was more believable than him just picking up the cat, dropping it off, saying, okay, have a good night. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, put yourself in that, in that girl's form.
3: Shoes for a minute. Here's this guy who
0: flies, telling you that, yeah, we all get scared of heights. I'm not buying that from him. Are
3: you? Is then the run the running to tell your mom and get smacked? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. I wonder, I wonder if they ever, uh, you know, they should have, like, put a, uh, a scene in where, you know, the mom was, like, you know, apologizing to the poor little girl.
0: Oh, she definitely, uh, owed owe that girl an apology. <laughs> you know, that, that night
3: after, after the 11 o'clock news came on. Which, of course, back then, every, you know, everybody watched.
0: Well, you know, obviously they couldn't show her uh, slapping the girl. That might have been too much. But, uh, <laughs> the thing added, you know, it's played for last, which really. Didn't I tell you, or uh, what did I tell you about telling nice. mean, lies, <laughs> And you hear the slap, which <laughs> it is played for last. But yeah, well, yeah, you know, if there was the a scene with the mother apologizing, they would have crammed that back into the extended version.
3: <laughs> I mean, then they... Get- the one thing, I mean, I know, like, you know, getting to that point where they, uh, you know, the next day, you got Perry throwing down the New York Post, daily, the Daily News. Well, yeah, they're all to the New like, York papers. And I'm like, because in my mind, when I was young, you know, the, the Daily Planet was the Daily News yeah well it, it used to build it but well they used to build it you know yes they put the globe on top but you know but the whole
0: and and I
3: being you, in New
1: York you do know the, this. Daily
0: the lobby where he had that conversation with Lois that is the daily news lobby
3: yeah
0: I yeah and I see where you're going with that but to me just my idea of the, of the daily planet is that it's more New York times than daily news it's more of a New York Times style newspaper than the, than the Daily News. Uh-huh. You know, the Daily Planet. That's to be calling the Mayor, His Honor H I Z Z O N E R, <laughs> like like the Daily News would. The Bloomberg. But yeah, they uh, he basically throws down the papers, and it's all analogs of the uh, of the New York City papers at the time. The Post. I think the Post, the News, and the Times, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think New. I don't uh-huh. think Newsday was in New York City at the time. It might have been. Uh-huh. If it was, it was only in Queens. But yeah, so they just added uh, added another paper. But yeah, yeah, that that, that that didn't jump out at me nearly as much as I really wish Perry had hung around just for a minute when he asked Clark what Superman's favorite ball team was. Because if you look at him, he was he was about to answer.
3: <laughs> what did you want him to say? I don't know. I, I, In the vets? I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if I, oh, no. I don't
0: necessarily know if I, if I wanted him to say anything. I just wanted to know what he would have said. <laughs> I mean, he he, you know, he already uh, nearly stepped in it by saying that Superman wouldn't lend himself to any cheap motion stunts. So how would he have stepped in it here? Uh, oh, and speaking of stuff I wish they'd left in, it's right after the helicopter s- sequence, after he, after he, after Lois faints, is uh, a great little moment of, you see all the news people talking about how they don't believe it, how they don't believe what they just saw.
3: I don't, how, I don't believe how he just caught her. bro. No,
0: how no, that—that's that, during it. But you see a little aftermath shot that everybody's like, oh, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe it." And then you just see him fly overhead, which I always thought was a cool, was a cool little moment.
3: And then, had- or when uh, when he's watching, or it's on the news, yeah. and he's standing there, and the guy is like, "Oh, uh, I don't believe or, you know a man could fly." Do you know who that? Do you he's know who that guy the, is? That's Richard Donner. Oh, is it? Yes,
0: that is. And that seems like it's kind of a, a take at the whole tagline of the movie. You'll believe a man it can fly. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't make the theatrical cut, but uh,
3: you got to realize that the uh, special effects for this movie were so b- above and beyond. What you know, even today. Oh, they they had to invent everything they did. Yeah, but yet yeah, you go to the fourth movie or even the third movie it's the budget. The flying scenes in the th- even the third movie weren't that great. No, they weren't. They were still way better than the fourth movie. <laughs> Honest, honestly. I remember, I remember when I seen that in the, in the theater, I was so upset. Mainly because, you know, the first five minutes here, you know, you're speaking in Russian.
0: In space, we <laughs> shouldn't be able to speak at all.
3: Yeah. Like, I remember I went to go see that in the theater, and it was like, please don't tell me I have to watch this whole movie in subtitles. <laughs> wow. Pretty
0: soon, we might, pretty soon we might be watching everything in Russian.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: You see, that is...
3: Now, you're... Caleb's preparing. He, he's he's learning Spanish and Russian on YouTube. Oh, great.
0: <laughs> now, your picture what? Two years older than me, a year and a half, two years. Did you see Superman three in the in the theater? Yep. And
3: you I rem-
0: do you remember, I remember
3: going to see? I remember going to see three, and I remember going to see four, and I remember going to see Supergirl. Okay, so
0: see, I don't have those first two memories.
3: So I just don't remember going to see one or two in the theater. You're been too young. Well, I was. I was. Know? I wasn't born, I wasn't born yet for the first movie, but the second movie, I don't think I. I mean, yeah. But I remember going to see 3 and 4. And I remember Supergirl. I went to go see it with my mother.
0: Yeah, you see, Superman 4 was the first Superman movie I saw in the theaters. So I'm pretty sure that my memories of seeing the movie are better than the movie itself. Well, I know how bad the movie is. But just the memory of going to see it as a kid is... is
3: are, well, yeah, because it was super
0: right, The memories of going to see it on the big screen are far better than the movie turned out to be. And that's really all I'm going to say about that now because we've got a whole episode in about a year or so to
3: do about Superman. 4. I love how you got it all planned out.
0: Well, <laughs> you kind of have to. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. One guy actually did ask
3: me when I'm going well, to when I'm gonna going to get to certain things. Hey, at least so, you're not uh, doing the Indian uh, or the uh, you know the stupid versions of Superman. Have you actually?
0: What stupid versions other than the Indian are you referring to? I've done the musical from 1975 the, uh, on TV. I covered Super Pop. I covered <laughs> Superman meets the Brady kids. What stupid have I left
3: out? <laughs> you know, uh, what the or yeah, I think you posted that. Superman's from worst to greatest. Yeah. Rich, and Br- Brandon Ross still was worse than the Indian version. <laughs> I don't understand that.
0: <laughs> That's You know, I I try not to read those things, because any list that doesn't have the Superman from Queens, who did that musical in 1975, any list that doesn't have him at the bottom, is wrong. But he (laughs) was awful.
3: I mean, how they... Okay, Superman Returns, the movie could have been way better, but it was not the worst.
0: The problem with Superman Returns is it wasn't the movie anybody wanted.
3: Well, nobody really wanted uh, Superman 4. Well, I mean, that's probably why. He, and that was the thing, Christopher Reeve... They,
0: they, you know, want, they wanted another Christopher Reeve movie. I'm not sure they wanted what they got.
3: They went for as close, you know, as possible. And, no, they sh- they shouldn't have just, you know, dropped three and four. But I guess they would have had to because they were, you know, making it that, you know, he had a kid. In my brain,
0: and I'm going to invoke parallel universes here, I can't put Superman Returns in the same universe as the four Reeve movies. I, well, no. I can say similar things happened, like events similar to this movie happened in the Superman Returns world, but it's not a true blue sequel to me.
3: Well, that's what Brian Singer was trying to do.
0: It didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't what anybody wanted. It was a year after Batman Begins, they should have just, I'm not saying they should have done Man of Steel. Made
3: Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, started started the story again. You know, Man of Steel was right with its own problems, but uh, every, after Superman Returns, everybody said, oh, he didn't punch anything, so Man of Steel overcompensated in the other direction.
3: Yeah, well, nobody wanted Brennan Roth. They wanted uh, Tom Welling to play Superman. Yeah,
0: and, people, and, and he was never going to do it. You know, he Tom Welling was never
3: going to make that movie. No. Just like the interview he had when you know he was doing Christopher Reeve. Yeah, you know, it's a different. Yeah, it's different. It's a different character. It's a different character. Like Christopher Reeve Superman. You know if. Tom Welling played uh, what was the guy from the first movie who played young Clark? His name was Tom, too, right?
0: Oh, what? The, oh, what from this movie, yeah. Jeff East. Okay,
3: he, you know, he was Tom Welling's character, yeah. not Christopher Reeve. And uh, there was
0: very little of, J- of Jeff East left in that role. Jeff East no, was bas- Jeff East was basically from the neck down with Jeff East. Jeff East wore Christopher Reeve's hair, and he wore Christopher Reeve's nose. And Christopher Reeve's voice was dubbed later.
3: Mm, yeah. They did that with Conan, too.
0: He had to have Christopher Reeve's uh, voice. Because if you think about the end where he's having the flashback to the uh, all those things I can do line. It, it doesn't yeah. work if you're looking at Reeve's face and hearing Jeffy's voice. For, for, for the same reason, uh, it had to be Henry Cavill in the tornado scene. He had, the, the actor had to have that moment.
3: Yeah, because, you know, well, I mean, they could have put somebody in that look Close to him, but it's just
0: a little more resonant if it's
3: the actor. Well, just like in the in the movie, they had to put in twelve of your years in past.
0: Well, yeah, it, it, took, it took twelve years to morph from Jeff East to Christopher Reeve. I don't
3: know. Yeah, we, so he went from eighteen to thirty. Yeah, <laughs> <in> five minutes. <laughs> yeah, in five minutes. Yes,
0: in five minutes of our time, he, he aged to twelve years, and uh, Ma Kent must be a hundred now. Because if you really, if you really watch her hair, you could chart the time in Smallville through Ma Kent's hair. And some time must have passed between the death of Jonathan and finding the crystal. Because when
3: he has to leave, his her hair is white or silver, as he says later. Oh well, because he died when he was still in high school, right? Yeah, just... so you know, he already graduated. Well, no, he was still in school. Well, no, I'm saying when he leaves. Yeah, you're, you're imagining he
0: hung around till at least graduation. Yeah. And then left. He had to take some time to get his affairs in order.
3: To talk to Ben Hubbard. Yeah, because, you know, he just didn't find the crystal one morning and then just decided to leave.
0: The next day, he, I, I imagine he fin- he finished school and then left. And then hung out with Space Dad for 12 years.
3: Yeah. Which they were trying to do at Smallville. That was the one thing about Smallville. At least Smallville used things from the movie. Because, like, when, uh... Clark goes to the fortress and is supposed to start his training. He's in that fort, in that tunnel, and he's seeing the actual scenes from the
0: movie. We need to get to a time, a time though, where people start to let this movie go because you I mean even this movie changed things. And I mean, up until this movie, there was no Jor-El training. jor oh. no. Jor-El sent him to Earth for one reason: to survive. There was, well, that was no. There, there was no training to be Superman, or that was all that came from
3: his parents, the kids. Well, yeah, because you know in this movie he's you know when he does the speech,
0: right? He does the yeah. he does the speech, which is very well done. It's a very well done speech. It's it does it gets the job done. You know his mother is kind of reduced to. Well, his his mother was always kind of just there she didn't really have any kind of extended role in comics or on TV until... In the comics until the 80s, and TV until Wallace and Clark, until the cancer actually kept alive.
3: <laughs> yeah, when they actually started uh, doing the backstory of Superman. Right. The original versions, you know, he was just Superman. Right, yeah. In the comics, then they eventually went back to, you know, him growing up.
0: Well, the well, in the, uh, from the 40s until the early 80s, there were... Superboy comic, separate from the Superman one. So uh, everything we knew about the Kent's came from there. They were gone by the time he su- became Superman. So it wasn't until the until the mid '80s that they moved. They were moved into Superman's life and kind of kept there as his uh, living parents. And that's where, uh, and that's where Lois and Clark got that from.
3: Yeah, they kept the dad alive. And you're always like, wait- you're always waiting for uh, you know, Pa Kent the croak. Yeah, you-
0: uh, in Lois and Clark, I really wasn't it never dawned on me that they would because they they hadn't done it in the comics until much later. Now they've gone back to The Can't Be Gone, which I kind of miss, but there's a lot about from this movie that just kind of hangs around that I'm tired of it. You know, I like I like this movie. I don't want anyone to think I don't, but it's been 40 years it's time to, for the creators to move on and do, and do different
3: things. Hence why they did what uh, they did in Man of Steel.
0: Right, and I was okay with that. Maybe a little less okay with the neck
3: snapping, but... Okay, but they keep bringing up, well, Christopher Reeve's character killed, uh, You know, the three Kryptonians. I know. Like, but technically... But technically, doesn't show that.
0: No, he just... He, he, he picks that up over his head, shows off his pit stain, and, uh... falls <laughs> against the wall,
3: and they fall into the snub. You don't really... I always... Ass- you know, but you know what? Oh, I always assumed that it was, you know, it was like... You know, they... W- Got frozen in the water.
0: Yeah, or something like that. Like I said, back into the Phantom Zone or something. You know, never... Even if he did kill them, it didn't bother me. Because you didn't know. Right, I, I didn't know. And, and I really hadn't seen the extended version of, of Superman 2, where apparently you see them getting loaded into the paddy wagon. Oh, yeah. Which a lot of people latch onto.
3: The paddy wagon, or you go to Donner's version, where they get, start, uh, you know, get the Earth spinning again, and...
0: Well... Yeah, to be to be fair, that was the original ending to the second movie. Yeah. During, during during production, they didn't have an ending for the first one, so they moved it. And even Donner has said has said this: had he been allowed to return to Superman two, he would have come up with something else.
3: Oh yeah, eventually. Well, yeah,
0: if he had been allowed to work on Superman two, he would have come back and done something else. Well,
3: he did have for the movie.
0: Well, yes, but <laughs> yes, but he the
3: movie wasn't complete. Well, no, it wasn't
0: complete. He took the ending. And... He took the ending from two and stuck it on one.
3: <laughs>
0: because they needed, they needed to finish the first, the first film. So they didn't have an ending for the first film. So they took what they had for the second and moved it. Which meant they would have had to come up with something else, preferably not an amnesia kiss. But they, <sighs> they would have had to uh, come up, and he said he would have come up with something else. The only reason they used that again in the Donner cut was because, as far as filmed elements went, he didn't. The guy who put it together didn't
3: have anything else. Oh no, because they would have had to just pretty much do everything. But then again, if if that happened, then no, all of this, everything from you know, him defeating Zod to I know the Paris scene's not in there, but everything from there to let's say in that version uh, when they go to the Niagara Falls. Yeah, none of that would have happened. Would have been wiped. None of that would have happened at all. I mean, he put the planet back all the way to where they broke out of the crystal. Yeah, but- Which still wouldn't have happened because they would have had to have been sucked out of the planet. And even though the time would have changed on Earth, that still wouldn't have affected space.
0: We are not theoretical physicists. <laughs> and, and we should not try to pretend to be them because...
3: We'll just say, like, him spinning the Earth back on its axis, you know, or reversing time, wouldn't have affected anything out of the planet. He's not spinning the planet backwards. The planet planet going backwards is because time,
0: he's going back in time.
3: Oh, yeah. He's not actually... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to get, like, back to the future moments.
0: We're going to end up in a a, a rabbit hole, and there's no (laughs) coming out of it then you have to wonder: Are there two Supermans flying around? Because he reverses time, and, Lo- and Lois remembers everything. Yeah, I, I don't think Richard Donner made any other time travel movies, and it's probably a good thing. Because
3: I don't think he understands how it works. Yeah, because uh, you know he he reversed the time, and then you know every her car is fine except for out of gas. Yeah, uh, you know she remembers the gas station blowing up and everything like collapsing and. You know? oh, wait a minute, everything's fine now.
0: Oh, yeah, and, and <laughs> one and one problem with the extended cut, which I just watched before we got on Skype, holy shit, it takes a long time to suffocate. It takes forever. You know?
3: dude, <laughs> oh, I, I, I can never really understood that either. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on now. It wasn't how much dirt was actually falling off of that mountain, going into that, you know, into the road. That much dirt is not white. And you notice when he gets there, there's, like, no dirt around the car. It's all in the car. That's the
0: magic of
3: the movies. <laughs> like, the, the whole, the car would have been covered, you know. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: You know, he sees the car. The car is just, you know, laying on its side in the hole and dirt. And the quake stopped right at the car. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like. Yeah, it didn't go past the car.
0: It's,
3: like, <laughs> like was the quake coming for her? Yeah. You know that. you know Lois luck. Lois Lois has to get herself and everything. I mean, did the Quake
0: actually say, Shoot, I'm gonna get her <laughs> and then you know, and then stop. Even the Quake a lot of little stuff
3: was put was put back in. Well, also, if anybody that's listening actually uh wants to do this, there's the actual scene when the rocks when he's pushing the rocks off to stop the uh the uh uh, damn, club, yeah. that scene is also used in a Knight Rider, uh, episode. Is it? Yes, I don't remember the exact episode, but it shows Kit blowing up a uh, side of a mountain, but the actual footage of the rocks falling are from Superman. Huh.
1: <laughs> hey guys, Mike here. The episode that Tom is referring to is the Knight Rider episode, Not a Drop to Drink, in which Kit fires rockets into the, uh, side of the mountain and causes the uh, rock slide which was shown in Superman the movie according to IMDB the producers of Knight Rider felt it was cheaper to purchase the uh, footage from the Superman
0: movie instead of recreating it on their own I'm sure you see that a lot in you know in movies they borrow footage from other things well you got Smallville
3: the uh when uh, nuclear bombs are getting set off that's from uh, Terminator uh, 3 yeah if you if
0: you watch enough Star Trek movies you've seen the same bird of prey explode at least three times. You don't want to give me the Genesis device? <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> i think it, I think it was in Star Trek Generation, the first next generation movie. The Klingon Oh, did you hear the, Yeah, Picard is coming back, yeah. But the Klingon ship exploding with the same shot. They just went, Okay, we're gonna go to this movie, we're gonna put that in there. So we don't have to blow up another model. Like really? Nah. Oh but yeah, so scenes the borrowed all the time. Yeah. I mean, where is Smallville going to get the budget to, uh, to launch nuclear, set up. to set up nuclear explosion. Yeah. But yes, it takes an awful long time, you know, and we get a lot of shots of Jimmy running.
3: Lots of shots of Jimmy running. Jimmy getting in the, or falling off, or trying to climb up the damn, uh, dam. Well, he doesn't run. Yeah, he's too busy taking pictures. Right, which we're, we're fine. And we do get,
0: before all this happens, we do actually get a whole shot of Jimmy, like at least 30 seconds of just Jimmy taking a picture. Okay.
3: Well at least he wasn't standing around making uh two dollars an hour, uh <laughs> just standing there.
0: <laughs> but this is why the extended version is forty minutes longer, because stuff is just so drawn out. And e- even having seen your version, you missed the riveting scene of Lois dropping the Indian chief off at his village. Like five yeah. minutes of saying like two minutes of saying goodbye to this guy. It's like I don't know if I can actually sit and watch the extended version of once sitting.
3: Oh yeah, I have done it plenty of times.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but that's
3: probably before kids. Oh, I I've tried to torture them. I actually made them sit. Was it 2010 right. when they came out with the uh, the box set? Uh-huh. I made them sit there and watch all the uh, all the movies. Did it work? Yeah, that was actually my first Blu-ray, and I was pissed because. Uh, I couldn't get the damn thing to work. <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, if you look
0: on my Facebook, there's a picture from earlier tonight of uh, Haley, oh, not Haley, of Emily standing up and watching uh, this movie. <laughs> like, she'll only stand, she'll only, she only stood there for like a minute.
3: I try, I try to get Caleb into Superman. Yeah. Uh, he's more into Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: Cory was more into Batman. <laughs> Haley just got, got herself through all the Harry
3: Potter movies. That took it. That took about a year. Oh, Caleb's watched all. of well, so it's so is He 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 hooks onto one and watches it like for like a month. Oh, oh really?
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: his favorite, well, his biggest favorite is Goblet of Fire. That's my favorite one too. Mine is The Order of the Phoenix. That's the next one, right? That's yeah. Fun. I'm, I tried to get her listen to watching uh, Supergirl, but that only lasted like a day. Yeah. I think Haley has watched one episode. You know, Haley won't probably
0: Hailey the original
3: episode the first episode.
0: Yeah. Haley won't sit down and watch something. She'll if she sees me watching something, she'll sit down and watch for a few minutes until she gets bored and she'll also do something else. Yeah. So she watched a few episodes of some of the Star Wars cartoons and she, She's watched a little bit of Supergirl, a little bit of The Flash, but I don't think I've got anything, anything else on this film. Do
3: you? Let's see. Yeah. I mean, the only thing with this version, you got the... Where it had the extra scene of the, uh, council.
0: Right, had the extra council. Oh, we didn't we did talk about the gauntlet. Let's, look, let's, oh, the gauntlet. let's go to the gauntlet scene. You know, and I'm glad a lot of this stuff got stuck back into, at least into the director's cut, because... That that's just a cool scene to watch of him, especially when one of the most famous uh, shots you can have Superman as well as bouncing off of him. And it seems almost a crime that there were none of Christopher Reeve until until they released these scenes.
3: <laughs> and well, because th- always the uh, best uh, best part was when the, I mean it wasn't taken out of the theatrical cut, but the. Uh... When he's when he goes on a ship, and a guy comes up behind him and hits him with the crowbar, and starts shaking, and you know, oh. it's like bad vibrations. Yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> oh, and also what the theatrical cut,
3: with the uh,
0: extended cut, in, then they put in a lot of uh, extra shenanigans with Lex Luthor and Otis and and uh, Miss Tezuka when they're reprogramming the missiles. Oh yeah, there's actually a scene where Lex Luthor, who's driving, well, it, part of this is in the theatrical cut where Lex Luthor actually starts to fight with Otis while he's driving a moving vehicle. And they almost go off the road. And then after that, you can just see orders is a beaten up and, uh, using a piece of meat as a nice batch. And what else? What else stands out? Another scene. I, I could have done it. I could probably do it out. Ms. Tessmacher has to, uh, comment on what the, uh, army guy had for lunch. Apparently he had bad breath when he was giving her mouth to mouth. Oh, yeah. What the that she say? Oh, God, when did you eat? Yeah, something, something like that. What did you have for lunch or something like that? But, you know, just a lot of those extra shenanigans. I'm not sure, uh, I don't think Donner does hum like the slapstick as well as others do, and you, you kind of see—you'll see that, you see that in the Donner cut a little bit too.
3: Well, Remember, he was trying to do both movies at the same time, and then with all the all the pressure he was under, right. then he had to get the set, the first one
0: in. Yeah, and he was working for for cheap bosses. They got rid of the guy who ran them over budget because you know the guy actually wanted to make the movie right. He didn't want to just uh, well, yeah. package it and get it out there.
3: Well, no, because you know. You gotta think about it, Superman was the first superhero movie. I mean, besides the Batman sixties version.
0: Yeah, but this is the first one that was really taken seriously by the creators and even by the public. I mean this is a year this is a year after Star Wars, so these kind of fantasy blockbuster movies are starting to become a thing. And it's still
3: Well, the Star Wars, I think I think I heard that uh they had pushed it back because of Star Wars.
0: That, that that I don't know but this was
3: a year and a half after Star Wars so. well I mean like they were they were filming it but like they had kept pushing the release date back for Superman
0: that I don't know because they, they were still filming when Star Wars came out because I don't know I don't know if you heard about the uh, and I got this from the commentary on the directors cut the 1977 blackout in New York they were they, they were filming the helicopter scene when the lights went out in New York and the uh, director of, photogra- of photography, Jeffrey Unsworth, apparently he had plugged into a into a lamppost that he probably, that he wasn't supposed to, and then the and then the, the city went dark. So 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 this poor guy thought he caused the blackout. <laughs> he, he didn't, but this guy thought he, he blacked out New York City by plugging into a lamppost. Yeah, for, for some extra power, And, you know. Well, you know, you do something i supposed to with electricity, the power goes out, and you automatically pick it it's something you did. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like here when Stacey uh, blow dries her hair, the entire house goes out. I did
3: that once when I was living in the city. What uh to plug into a lambo? No, or, I, or? I, stuck, I stuck something into my, uh, my plug. I was little, and the power went out. And it blacked out the whole building. <laughs> it's like, the whole building had no power. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I did, if I, if I was the one that did it. Yeah, you
0: probably blew a, blew a main or something.
3: Yeah, that was back when, you know, uh, when
0: you had those circle fuses. Yeah, the thing, there are probably a lot of places in York city that still have those fuses. Oh, I'm um, sure. The, the electricity has uh, not been improved in the slightest.
3: Well, yeah, like you said, at least in the new movies, they made Metropolis different. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, back you know, in the 70s and 80s, you know, of course, Metropolis was going to be New York. Right. Does,
0: does it take you out a little bit, a, a little bit out of the movie? Well, what? The, because uh, you recognize real places?
3: Yeah, I mean, you see every, you know everything. Was it Superman Returns? They had the Statue of Liberty? No, it
0: was, it was this one. Was it? The, oh, no, uh, Superman, they he picked up the Statue of Liberty and uh, threw it. But he and Lois do fly by the uh, Statue of Liberty in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But it, it stays where it's supposed to stay in this movie. It doesn't move. But yeah, but... Yeah. So, of course, they didn't hide that, you know, Metropolis was New York. No, they never did, which, you know, I kind of wish they did a little bit, because, you know, it's, it always takes me out now a little bit, thing, oh, those are real places. I mean, I used to be able to see the Twin Towers from my house, when when they were there, of course. So, yeah, that was always a little and weird. Yeah, the
3: Twin Towers. And, that, and back when this movie was made, the Twin Towers were just built. They were just finished. Yeah.
0: so... I mean, I used to be able to see them from my school in Brooklyn. You know, if if I got high enough to see over the trees and and the other houses on a clear day, you can see them. So it's always kind of weird. No, no, no. It's not Metropolis, that's Manhattan, and uh, and things like that. So you know, I guess that's the case when uh, I guess for whatever city is being filmed in, someone's native to that city they see uh, they see things like that that kind of break the break the world a little bit.
3: Well, Wasn't uh, uh, Superman Returns filmed in Australia? Yeah, in Sydney. Yeah, so I'm sure there's scenes that they use the Sydney like people in Sydney are like,
0: "Oh, Superman's from here." Yeah, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I, I had the same thing in Dark Knight Rises. No, no, that, that's not Gotham City. That's the Queensboro Bridge. If we're talking about this stuff, that must mean we're pretty close to done. So let's wrap this thing up. I think we've uh, we've talked to this version pretty well. For those of you who who have not seen it. You still can. It is. I'm pretty sure you can get it at Amazon.com. You can hit
3: the. No, uh, oh, you can even watch it online now. Oh, you can
0: watch it online, but yes, you can.
3: You got that one website, um, and it's free. You stream it. Da- you stream it on. Uh, you got all four movies.
0: That's true, but they can go to Amazon and they can click on the link on TwoTrueFreaks.com, and anything they buy, we get a little percentage of. That helps pay. That helps, That helps pay for our existence. Ah, see. Marketing, marketing. A
3: little uh, free, uh, free uh, soundbite man. On. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't see
0: any of it. Go, it all goes to, uh, it all goes to the two Chew- true freaks. freaks founders, and they use it to pay for all of the uh, network related costs. Because I said this recently on the page, without the two true freaks, this show would be long gone. There's no way I could have afforded the web hosting fees on my own. So this uh, pretty much concludes Superman the Movie Month. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely had a good time. I'm. Next time, it's back to animation and back to the Super Friends.
3: Um, yay! Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure that's what a lot of people are saying. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you can't wait to get Superboy. And it's still quite a bit. Of, well, you still have yeah, because you have two. You have Superman two to do. Mm-hmm. Three, four. I still have. That's,
0: I still have one, two, a bunch more, a bunch more. Uh, a, b- a bunch more Super Friends to do. And then there's... We still have Super Friends. Yeah, there's still... Yeah. Um, starting with the next season of Super Friends, you're probably going to see my episodes get a lot shorter, folks. Because the first three seasons of Super Friends have all been hour and hour long. And going forward from here, all of, they're all going to be a half hour long, the cartoons are, so... It could be far... Well, isn't the cartoons... Uh... 20, 20 minutes anyway. Well, yeah, but the, uh, the season I just finished, the Challenge of the Super Friends, was, it ran for an hour, but it was two half hour episodes. So uh-huh. every episode I, I did two half hour episodes. That that last season was a lot of work. <laughs> you wouldn't think sitting around in cartoons can be watching cartoons can be work, but it can be. You, know, you have to find things, you have to summarize it, you have to find things to say about these things. But going forward, everything is 20 minutes per week, so. I'll be doing a lot less coverage. So you have this. Superman 2 coming up, Superman 3 coming up, the Superman the 4. Most, the most then, beloved Superman 4. And then he finally
3: hit Superboy.
0: Well there, and there are also the uh, thirteen uh Ruby Spears
3: cartoons. <laughs> which I'll
0: blow through in a couple of weeks.
3: And then and then Superboy. Eventually you'll you'll get eventually you'll get to uh well you have what four seasons of Superboy. Four seasons of Superboy. And then, you, and then you finally hit uh, Lois and Clark? Yes. And... Uh, you gotta do the Adventures of Superman? What are... Uh, the cartoon? Yeah, and... Because that runs along with, Super, with Lois, and Clark,
0: uh, Lois, Lois and Clark for a while. And I'm not sure how uh, accurate that this episode listed. That takes me about almost to episode 270. Which is quite a few years from now. So... yeah, I think... As of right now, where I'm sitting right now, after I get through that cartoon, I think that's where I call it a day.
3: No, <laughs> well, you still got Smallville. I
0: don't I, I don't know if I have the energy to go through ten seasons of Smallville. Oh, come on. <laughs> that is a lot of one. That is a lot of one
3: TV show. <laughs> well, I guess you might have to uh, skip some of the uh, crap episodes that really don't meet, have anything to do with it. I'm a completist. I
0: covered Super <laughs> Hey, I've only seen that movie, that show once. That's all anybody should should after have, it. Have. Nobody should ever have seen it.
3: Period. Oh, you still? Oh well, no, that was during Smallville. As I say, uh, crypto, crypto is on during Smallville.
0: Yeah, there was there was that too.
3: And just... hey, I actually like crypto. I, I never I never sat and watched the actual show. Oh, it was actually pretty good. I mean, yes, Superman's only in it for the first one at the end, I think. But
0: well, well, by the time I but by, by the time I get to there, it'll
3: probably be like... Ten years from now. Uh,
0: I don't know about that long, but at least maybe four
3: or five. So, well, you'd be like... You, sorry, Bob, but you'd be like Bob.
0: Yeah, I'll be as as Bob in this
3: time. <laughs> I did update these
0: dates at one point, but no. I don't remember where I stopped updating these. Okay. Alright, well, we still got to do Lois and Clark, though. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out... Yeah, and Lois and Clark is still at least a year or two away. Lois and Clark is around episode 100, 203, so... And that's 44, and that's 44 episodes in and of itself. 88 episodes, two at a time. I don't know, I, don't, I can't think about that, right? Now. Not at a uh, quarter after one in the morning? No, I can't think about that, right? Now. But at least tentatively, we've talked about this, is that... I might, try to, I might drag you back for Lois and Clark. Yay! So you guys will be hearing a lot more from me? In about two years. Unless I like, drag you back to something else. Well, I'll hear from you a lot sooner than that, because, because we talk a lot. And hopefully, hopefully you won't be working... Are you going to be working a uh, hundred hours a week like you did in, in uh, New Mexico?
3: oh uh, probably at first, because uh, I'm starting to run out
0: of money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up. That And like I said, next time it's back to... Uh, it's uh, back to... Uh, I think Season 4 is called The World's Greatest Super Friends. There you can look forward to that next time. If you want to send me some feedback, it's always welcome, manascreen at gmail.com. You can join the conversation
3: over... And if you don't like me, then kiss my
0: butt. <laughs> you can join the conversation over at the Facebook group. You can just put Screen Podcast in your search feed, and the show should come up. You can also find the show on Twitter at Manascreencast. So, until next time, folks. We're all on the same team. Good night.
1: This podcast is produced by Mike Zemo, and all opinions expressed on the show are those of Mike Zemo and his guests and no one else. All music and sound clips used on the show are for review purposes only, and no copyright infringement is intended. All music and sound clips are copyrighted, original copyrighted owners. The Man of Screen is a member of the 2 True Freaks Internet Radio Network, and can be found at www2 If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2truefreaks.com to shop there. If you do, the two true freaks get a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you can shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time. Emails to this show can be sent to manofscreen at gmail.com. And you can also leave the show review on iTunes. That will help others find the show. Thank you for listening to the Man of Screen podcast.